and welcome to the studio. We are live here in Triple H 100.1 FM, here for Small Biz Matters with Alexi Boyd in this lovely cloudy Tuesday we're having today. Welcome uh, to the show, everyone. And thank you for joining me to my regular listeners. I hope you are having or on your way to having half decent break. If you're anything like the small businesses I've been talking to in the last couple of weeks, it's complete bedlam and mayhem when you get started. But um, once, you, once you're up and running, I think, um, I think Christmas is, is almost upon us. So hopefully you've done your Christmas shopping, and you've been really organised and you've supported lots of local business and, um, and uh, you're here to listen to Small Biz today. If you're listening via our iTunes podcast, thank you again for listening. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Now today, I can't believe it's taken me this long to have her on the show, but uh, I was at a particular Christmas party over the weekend for a particular politician and he was handing out awards and it wasn't very surprising when uh, the Hornsby Woman of the Year award was handed to the lovely and glorious Rachel Chapel from North Shore Mums. Now for those of you who don't know it or maybe are male or possibly living under a rock, uh, North Shore Mums is a juggernaut. I, I don't know how to describe it other than just being a powerhouse of um, female energy, excitement, motherhood, all the ups and downs that go with it. And really, it is um, it is the creation of this this wonderful woman sitting opposite me. Thank you so much for coming to the studio today. And congratulations on your award, Rachel. Oh, thank you for the invitation. And yeah, I'm very, very excited about the award. It was such a surprise to yeah, receive you, it. You were surprised. I don't think anybody else was surprised. It's, <laughs> but it's so well earned because really you um, you represent so much to the community. You've, you've managed, we're going to talk about this in the show today, but you've managed to really conjoin the whole motherhood experience with running a small business but also making sure that that community element is so important to your business as well and and you've remained true you've really remained true to what what it was that you started this for in the first place I think yeah ultimately at the very beginning it was all about providing a positive supportive place for mums um which you could trust as well which you could go to and um know that you could ask any question you wanted whether it was you know recommendations for a great park or a great doctor or coffee or coffee, which is <laughs> coffee near a park. <laughs> All of those things. Um, but, you know, advice that you could trust um, from women that could be living in the street next to you or a few suburbs away. And I think that's what's really nice about it. It is the local recommendations and, you know, that these people that you're talking to online, um, you might meet in the real world. And a lot of people have and they've made friendships out of it and I think that's one of the beautiful things that's come out of it as well. It's not just the online support but it's also in the real world as well. People are catching up and, you know, even you know, forming smaller sort of subgroups of North Shore mums. Like there's so many little offshoot groups that have started very organically, you know, over a particular um, interest or issue that they're facing in their life. Um, So it's nice that they've through the North Shore Mums platform, being able to connect with people on a on a sort of a smaller level as well. So, and it's kind of expanded in that way, hasn't it? Not in just an online way. And I guess that was one of the reasons why you started it was to create better connectivity. Take me part. Take me back. Take me to that journey. What was it? I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna put myself personally out there and say a lot of my listeners will know that I I suffered from postnatal depression with my first child. And I've got to say, Facebook wasn't massive in my life as it is now yeah (laughs) back then 12 years ago and Mm. I believe that if it had been and I'd had that opportunity to say oh my god what's wrong with me what's going on why do I feel this way is anybody else out there that perhaps um the the situation I would in would have been tempered in some way I I wouldn't felt so alone is that one of the reasons um that you you started at that little bit of loneliness that you experienced absolutely I mean so my 
personal situation for starting North Shore Mums is that um, we'd lived um, on the on the northern beaches for a couple of years and I'd had my first baby there. Um, and then I just had my second baby and we decided we wanted to move into a house. And mm-hmm. there's, I don't know if you can hear my daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we are immersed. She's We're using, she's using YouTube. You know, you can press the microphone and then hears. <laughs> Rather, she can't type yet. So she just yells at YouTube what she wants to watch. <laughs> Love it. That's great anyway. background. It's our background music. <laughs> today. <laughs> so she said koala? Moana. Moana. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Should I type it for you? <laughs> we got it? Anyway. Um, yes. Yeah, so we wanted to move out of our apartment by the beach and move into a bigger house because obviously the family was getting bigger. So we moved to Warunga and at that stage um, my eldest was two and a half and my baby was six months old. Um, and I didn't really know anyone on the North Shore as a parent. Like I'd lived here previously. I'd lived in Gordon and um, lower down the North Shore near North Sydney for a while pre-children. But mm-hmm. obviously your life changes a lot with children and the things, you're not interested in the local bars, you're interested in yep. the local cafes and, yep. and yep. the local playgrounds and stuff. So my knowledge of the local services was very, very limited. So I just thought, you know what? There was I was kind of looking, Googling, not getting any information. There were no groups on Facebook at that point. So I thought, well, I'll just create a group. And then that out. was literally... Hang on, wait. Let me just back up the track a second. <laughs> you telling me that North Shore Mums started from just being a group? Yes. The yeah. whole thing. I mean... Yeah, it was the- literally out of my need to go to want to connect with other local mums and to find out those questions and not have to Google them. And I just thought, well, I'll just create a Facebook group. And it literally was, there was no mastermind behind it. There was no business plan. Yeah. It was just, hang on, I need to, I want to know, you know, what doctors are good or I want to find a gym that's got a good creche. That that was my reason for starting that's it. Remarkable. And obviously there was a lot of other people that actually would, you know, needed that as well. So that's why as soon as I did start it and I added the three people that I knew in the area, they added all their friends. And it just kind of grew quite exponentially quite quickly because people were like, yeah, well, I need this and I need to connect with other local mums. So, yeah, I mean, it's obviously there was a need in the market. There was a gap in the market and mums wanted to connect, but there was just nothing out there for them. So, Do you think when it, it, it would not have evolved the same way without that social media platform because that was what really just sort of helped it expand yeah, exponentially. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, previous to North Shore Mums when I was living on the beaches, this is actually my, you know, how all, all successful businesses have a fail. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had some learnings through um, when I was in, because I kind of always really liked the idea of online communities and we'd lived in London before, when I was pregnant with my first and there was a really big website um, in oh. London called the East Dulwich Forums. Right. And that was a website. So, and that had been up and running for about six or seven years and it was really, really popular. So that was kind of my, I guess, you know, idea into that whole world of, meeting people online. Um, so when I was, we were in DY, I thought, well, I'm going to do it for the Northern Beaches. But I decided to create a website. So I created this website called Mainly Manly. And it That's relied, really, mainly manly. So it was people who live in, live near or live or have something to do with manly. Yep, so, yep. Um, but it was a website. So it was a forum that I'd created. But obviously you need to have people, like getting people to that website was so, so hard. So all of the time with that business, which wasn't even a business because I didn't earn any income from it, was 
me creating lots of different characters who would talk to each other online just to try and get... Cause I thought, you need to have conversation there for Take people it to... you make it. Exactly. You need to have people there so people feel comfortable. <laughs> and honestly, most of my time was spent trying to, you know, generate these characters to get people to, when they came to it, it looked like a busy, active community. Whereas the Facebook platform... So that was like, at that point, forums were dead, like there was no way that I could create a forum. So when I did move to the North Shore, you know, and the whole Facebook groups mm. were just, just kind of starting out. There was still quite a new thing then. Um, it was just so easy because people are on Facebook all the time and it's just, it's the platform set up so nicely for it, whereas trying to get people to an external website was impossible. It mm. really was. Mm. So the idea was there, but the, the platform of Facebook has just made it possible for, you know, North Shore mums to flourish and not just North Shore mums. There are so many businesses that have been at a grow because of Facebook. That's right. It is a great platform, definitely. I mean, it is an evil creature that we all need to sort yeah. of be very wary of, <laughs> but at the same time, take advantage of. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what I like about your journey as well is that, um, do you think there was a defining moment where you went from, I, I'm going to say hobby idea, a way to connect with other people mm. into, hang on a second, I can turn this into a business because you've got a marketing background. Yeah. Do you think that helped you to recognise when that cross point was? Was there a defining moment or was did it really evolve? Um, no, I mean, after being very early on when I saw how quickly it grew, I sort of saw the potential for because of those to marketing. be able to turn into yeah. a business. And um, so I probably spent about a year thinking about, I should do a website, like I really should, but it was trying to work out the pillars of the website because I knew I didn't want to try and bring the group onto a forum because I knew that wouldn't work. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to close down the group and we're going to have a forum. And I just knew that wasn't going to work. Mm. So what I decided to do was kind of, you know, look at the key things in the group and try to put that on the website but in a more structured format. So, so if you're speaking to a, a small business out there and you want to ask them... Um, Hang on, do you, want, do you want to take that call? <laughs> <laughs> One moment. Okay. What, what, what can I assist you with? That's just fine. That's, well, so that's, just, that's the epitome of work-life balance, <laughs> is it not? Is it not? I'm talking to small businesses and I'm juggling a family. Yes, it's this awesome. is, yeah, living, living breathing <laughs> mother. <laughs> juggling it all. So if you were talking to a small business and they, they really organically had something where they went, you know, I've got these great connections, what would be your advice to them? What's that first step um, to start thinking about turning it into a business? How can you recognise that something that is just a hobby and something that you love can become something that, that can well, potentially be Well, I guess with anything, you need to do your research, don't you? Like, you need to look and see if there's a gap in the market and, um, you know, it's if there's a potential for it. And I think with North Shore Mums, it was very lucky that there was a massive gap and a huge need for mums to connect. So that's fundamentally why it grew so quickly. Um, but obviously, there's a huge amount of work that goes behind that. So you need to, you know, do your research, find the gap, and then work out the best path to success for that particular business. And I guess every business is is different. Mm, really. Now, you mentioned okay. the pillars of the website as well. I like the way that you thought of that because I guess when you're monetizing something, you need to think of, 
okay, well, revenue. ultimately, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's that revenue going to come from? What was what was the first thing you thought of with revenue? With a, 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 an example, well, I mean, a directory was a, a no-brainer because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people want recommendations from local businesses. So, providing a, a place where people can advertise their business in you know, and actually get their own page on the website, which actually showcases all, um, everything that they've, they've got to offer. So, you know, whether it's photographers or kids classes yeah. or medical services or anything like that, any kind of service-based business tends to do really, really well in the directory. But that takes numbers. And, and, and I guess that's what you had first is you had those, those numbers behind you. Um, in, in your marketing experience, is there, I guess, is there a defined number that you can say, okay, now that you've got to this, that you mm. could start to monetize it. Was there a number that that came in your head? Because I, I mean, I know I struggle with this myself. Yeah. I know a lot of businesses go, look, I've got this great idea, and I think I can mm. get sponsorship. Yeah. Um, well, I think for me, in I had done a little bit of website development myself, so my upfront costs in creating the website weren't that high. So I didn't actually have a huge amount of risk. I wasn't wasn't going to lose a lot of money, so there was a small amount that I like. I built as much as I possibly could, and then I actually met a North Shore mum who was an IT website pro, and she helped me do all the technical stuff just to make it work properly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that was very very useful, and I also had a lot of time. So I was not back at work then; I was at home with toddler and baby. Um, you so, had time. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Any spare time that I did have, you know, I could spend on the website generating content and, and what have you. So I think that, you know, it wasn't a very high, it's not like I was thinking, oh, I'm going to create this amazing product and I've got to get 10,000 units produced in China and my upfront costs are this. Like mm. there wasn't ever huge risk. So for me, it was in the beginning very much um, small steps. So I didn't go in spending $20,000 on a on a website or anything like that. I just put whatever I could in and as more and more advertisers supported us, then I was able to invest back into the business and, you know, a couple of years after launching, you know, web, North Shore Mums 1.0, the website, then I got a proper website developer in to sort of make it look even better and iron out any glitches that we had just to make it, you know, look more professional. So we didn't start at the level that we are today in terms of quality and stuff. And, you know, back in the early days, it was me doing everything, writing all the content or we had contributors that would write for the website, so editing all their articles and dealing with the advertisers and just running the, <laughs> running the whole ship. Um, whereas now I've got um, four or three girls that work for me um, with all various roles. So, you know, the business has grown and I think the big turning point actually was when I got pregnant with Ella who's now three and a half and sitting next to me and our, watching our, one, our guest <laughs> <laughs> my co-host <laughs> um, and just thinking oh my gosh what am I going to do with this baby comes and how am I going to manage it all so that's when I really had to go you know I'm, I'm investing in more staff and at the same time, by actually taking me away from doing all the day-to-day running of the business, that was when it actually grew a lot in terms of ad revenue as well because I was able to kind of concentrate on the bigger picture, um, you know, any kind of sponsorship or marketing for North Shore Mums. So there was someone that was, you know, Lucy, who's our editor, was managing all the content and mm. then I had an advertising mm. manager who was dealing more with the clients. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I still do a bit of everything still anyway and I'm a bit of a control freak. But 
I think you have to be in but, order to, yeah, exactly. to, to have the level of success that you've had in, in terms of keeping it genuine and keeping it real. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's always a very big first step is that is that who do you in, who do you employ first? So I think um, your business model is is I love the fact that you're talking about taking very slow, incremental, steady steps rather than a huge investment and, ta- and a huge amount of risk. Your mm. your risk was your time. It was exactly. Yeah. Um, and and also still finding that balance of spending quality time with the kids, which is it's let's not let's not kid ourselves as it's a challenge. <laughs> but um, what I enjoyed. What I find fascinating is that that incremental steps. But then, how do you? What's the first person you employ? Mm. Everybody says to me, "I want to grow." Who's the first person? Do I go with someone who's going to be revenue raising, or do I go with someone who's yep. going to support me so I don't feel like I'm drowning? Yeah. Well, I for me, I wanted to stay more on the advertising side of things, and I did actually getting the advertising revenue in was very, you know, obviously fundamental. So I kept that side of the thing. So the first person that I employed was someone that looked after our what's on event section. Mm-hmm. So editing, you know, submitting, editing any events that came through and going out and about and seeing what all the family friendly events that were happening around the North Shore was and adding them to our what's on section. Cause that's a, one of the pillars, as I talked about before is, you know, what, what's actually happening this weekend or during the school holidays. Yeah. Or what do libraries, what does your audience want to know, which exactly. takes you back to what you wanted exactly. to know in the beginning. So that was something that someone else could easily do. And it was, you know, get a, get a good writer in that can actually, Tell it, share a you know, write write a little blurb about an event that's coming up, and mm. upload a photo and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So, for me, that was the first person that I employed, um, just because I felt like I just yeah, wanted to stay in touch with the advertisers and yep. and stuff. So, it's I guess it's it's different for whichever business you're in, um, but for you, I guess content was king. Content was the most important thing for you, and having someone come on board kind of yeah. alleviated that pressure. Exactly. Did you, when you first started with this person, did you sit down with them and, and discuss um, some kind of a job description or did it evolve from the relationship um, that you had? I mean, it was quite a specific area of the website that I needed looked after. So, yeah, so just running through exactly what she'd be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was, it was pretty, I just, I think with anything as we've done, it's like baby steps. So I didn't just kind of want to throw her in the deep end and get her to manage the whole content at the back of the website. So I think once, you know, even just like running, like getting your head around the back of the website, if you're not very technical, mm. can take a little while, even with WordPress. But if you've never seen that before, it's a bit like, oh, what am I doing? So, um, yeah, so, and I think once you're familiar with that section, then you can expand the job and go, oh, actually, can you... I think she did a bit more sort of stuff on the actual edit articles and stuff that would come in. She'd be writing more of those. So, fantastic. Yeah. And and what's been your experience with um, hiring someone who's local? Why do you think that's really important for for your particular business model or anybody who's considering hiring? Well, I think particularly for North Shore mums, they need to understand the market and they mm. need to be a mum, like you know, <laughs> without <laughs> with you know, because you just need to interest. And I think for me, that's where you get all your great ideas because you're living and breathing it. Yeah. And I think one thing that's quite funny is obviously when I started the business, I had a baby and toddler, so it was very much the website was much much more focused on babies and toddlers but as my kids have grown up and my daughter's now in year three and another one in year one there's a lot more school content you know (laughs) so we're kind of covering more of the primary school age kids now and we've got really big school holiday guide that comes out every term and stuff so whereas that's only been 
launched in the last three years, can probably about the same time that yes. Scarlet started school. It's a direct so, reflection. Yeah, so in a few years' time, we'll be hitting the high school market as well. <laughs> but you know, Watch I'm not. My, my head's not in that space. So I'm, you know, if I want to kind of concentrate on that, but I think a lot of people do start, you know, join North Shore mums when they're pregnant or when they're having their first baby, and they're like to reach out to people when I'm at home all day and stuff. But, you know, as, as, the, as the years have gone by and it's six and a half years now, all our babies are getting older. And so a lot of the people that were with, with us in the early days have older kids. Are evolving as well. Exactly. We're all getting older. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a quick break here on Small Biz Matters. And when we get back, I want to talk to you about Mommy. controlling Mommy. the masses or the, the small ones. The children. Controlling the masses when it comes to your audience and um, how difficult, how you've come across a few difficulties there. You're listening to Small Biz Matters with a local celebrity, Rachel Chappell. We will be back after this. So today we have the lovely Rachel Chappell. I shouldn't say lovely because if you were a man, I wouldn't lovely. call you lovely. So I'm not going to be. That's that's rather. But um, if you weren't listening before, we were talking about the juggernaut that is North Shore Mums. Now, just remind me, how many members do you have on the uh, on the on the Facebook group now? Um, we hit over 30,000 about a month ago. That's insane. I know, it's mental. And and one of the things you implemented, you were telling me about this on Sunday, recently was um, you, you've now vet all uh, posts that go on there. So yeah. is that, have you literally got someone on there 24 hours a day? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not quite like that. But we do tend to approve them quite quickly. So in the past... Um, Anyone could post anything. Well, we've, we've got our obvious guidelines and stuff, but that requires us to be online all the time to see every single post that's, you know, that comes through, whereas we now um, are able to approve posts before they're actually published into the group. And what sort of a difference has that made to the business? Because it's been phenomenal. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's made our job as admin so, so much easier because we can nip things in the bud before they have the chance to blow up because... You know, if you're not, you can't, it's too stressful to be online all the time. Like, you just literally can't be. So if we can see posts that are coming through that we know are going to be really controversial or offensive or is someone just spamming the group, we can just delete them before they're even published. Mm. So that's made a really, really big difference to the stress levels <laughs> but how many of posts, running the group. How many post requests do you get a day? Um, I think it's about 100 a day. Yep. So we can get Facebook analytics. So it's between about 90 and 100 uh, new posts a day. And on average, I think there's 25 comments on each. Some might get 300 comments, depending on if it's touching a nerve or not. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of comments. Um, and another really good thing that Facebook's implemented is, well, this has been in the last couple of years as well, is that members can report posts. So mm. if something's going off on a tangent and people are getting their knickers in a twist, then very, very quickly, even if we're not necessarily online and checking at that particular moment, which we're not always because we do have children and businesses and work and stuff, then they can report that post. And so all the admin team get a notification to say that this post has been reported. So whoever is online will be able to check it out and decide the best course of action. So that's also made a big difference in the fact that we're not the only ones moderating. The whole group can actually help keep it because our number one thing is to keep it a supportive and positive environment. And it is with talking about parenting, things can get out of hand quite quickly mm. and some people can be a bit passionate and not quite or things can be read in the wrong way as well you can write a comment and not mean it to be offensive and you know you might just miss out a word or don't put a smiley face at the end or something heaven forbid <laughs> exactly so would you suggest that's a really important thing to be aware of if you're a small business out there who's running a page 
that does or may or may not have controversial posts or maybe yeah. that's something that you invite, you want people to get into that discussion, would you say that implementing or making sure you're aware of that um, that reporting button? And yeah. then who do you ask in your community to report for you? Are there certain people, people just, you trust or well, does it happen organically? People just do it. So it's very, very simple. There's a little arrow at the top of any post mm. that you can just click on and it just goes report to, to admin. So we all just get a notification. They don't need to explain why. They don't need to put a comment as to why they think it should be reported. They, it just gets, we just get notified to check out this post. So it's very, very easy. And a lot of people do do it. I mean, you know, maybe we should be reminding people more because the more people we've got out there that are, um, you know, reporting stuff the sooner the better, basically. It's sort of self-monitoring for the masses. It is, it is, yeah. But um, I think there just, you know, there just comes a point where, you know, where I realise that, like, I just wanted it to be perfect all the time, like everyone to have a great time. And in reality, that just can't happen because we've got thousands and thousands of members. But the fact that all these facilities exist, that actually we can do our very, very, very best to keep it as, as positive as possible and supportive and, you know, anyone that's trolling or being offensive or nasty, then they get dealt with quite quickly. Do you think from a psychological point of view that um, it was a difficult, because this is your baby, was it difficult Mm. to take that step back when things did get nasty? Mm. Um, How did you originally feel and then how did you extract yourself from that and just go, you know what, it's other people doing it, not me? (laughs) Yeah, well, absolutely. Like in the early days, I used to get very upset. Like if people would sort of say something about North Shore mums in not such a nice way, that's me, you're talking about me, but it's not like... North Shore Mums is, I wouldn't say a beast, but it is huge, you know. So it's like we can control it. We can put our guidelines in um, that people need to read before they join the group or we sort of, you know, whenever they join, there's a little page where they, have you read our group guidelines yet? Mm. Um, So people are aware of what our rules are. And I think as well as Facebook groups in general have evolved and have changed over the years, people are members of lots of different groups. So they, they know that there's certain ways that you behave And in terms of being nice to other people and not jumping on and doing a free ad for your business. And like, I think because people are becoming more used to Facebook groups, there's, I think there's an an etiquette that most Facebook groups um, request of their members. But you have banned people, haven't you? We have, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we've had to. You have to, yeah. We have, and that was also a really difficult thing to do initially because, you know, you want everyone to feel welcome and you think, oh, maybe they're just having a bad day. But, you know, we sort of keep a log of people that are particularly bad if they do something really awful. We'll just remove them from the group there and then. Um, From a legal point of view, do you suggest that that's a good idea if you're running one of these groups, for example, or running something that just has masses of humanity dealing with it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think from a legal point of view, we respect everyone and we um we never ever would offend someone on like as an admin perspective we try to keep a very very low profile online so the way we moderate is quite silently so we don't occasionally we might do a mass message about an issue say if an issue's come up um we'll do a mass reminder this is how you need to conduct yourself but we would never um you know pinpoint a particular person or go you're doing something wrong we would either PM them or we'd just send out a reminder to, to read the guidelines. Or bar them. Yeah, exactly. Mm. If, if, they're just, if they've just done something awful, then they just, they're gone. Like we just, they don't get a warning. Like you just, it's just 
there's there's some yeah so it can be some awful things that you say and you say yeah okay <laughs> you don't deserve to be here yeah but like you said that first few times it happened and when things got a bit nasty the first time I'm yeah. sure that it did yeah you know pinch a nerve to begin with um but I guess as mm. as you grow you you kind of get used to that behaviour yeah. and you can yeah. disassociate because you are dealing with the masses. You're dealing with community. And all, exactly. On the one hand, you're growing your business because of the community, but then you've also got to deal with the, the not-so-nice yeah. bits. But to be, on, like, to be honest, when you look at it in perspective, it's such a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. The, the Any kind of negative negativity or nasty is such a you know, 0.5% or less. Like it's not even, but it, that's the stuff that kind of consumes us as moderators and as admin. That's the stuff we don't, you know, though that's the stuff that we have to deal with. All the positive and lovely, supportive, and you know, funny posts that are out there, we sort of forget about them when something bad's happening. Like, oh my god, what can we do to make this better? But surely that's not by accident. That's because you know you've you've created this, um, I guess, this platform for people to express their views, mm. but they understand what the limitations are because of the evolution of the group it's yeah. not it's not because you've just gone look everyone just go for it yeah and we happen to have really lovely people like 30,000 lovely people yeah. <laughs> and everyone gets along yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you can kid yourself and think that when no, you're dealing with the public it's, it's going to be like that exactly that's the thing mm-hmm. and that's I guess one of the big learnings for me is that there's 30,000 people and everyone's got different opinions but they just need to learn to you know express them in a kind way or thoughtful way and not everyone can do that or does do that but you know we we do our best to kind of create that atmosphere where people know that that's kind of the behavioral expectations. Now your guidelines are obviously um, produced and checked legally and made sure that they adhere to Facebook and, and your own yeah. pillars and all that stuff. What would you suggest is a, a good tip for someone who's just starting a similar group who, who needs guidelines? Where do they go? Where do they start? Um, well I mean I think there's a lot of I think I would just, to be honest, if you're just starting out a group, you just look at the, look at other groups and see what they're doing and just adapt it to your particular niche, really. Mm. Um, you know, there's, there's just the basic ones, just be a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really fundamentally. And exactly. And don't come on and try to self-promote yourself. Mm. And, yeah, and, you know, other things that, um, you know, like you see a lot of medical posts rashes that are posted and <laughs> what is this so um, and that's often something that will come up like you know you've got to kind of view North Shore Mums as a place that you know you might show 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 your friend oh, what do you reckon this rash is like take the advice that you get on North Shore Mums as you would from advice that you get from mum or yeah. a mate it is not medical advice and doctors very rarely will come in on any kind of medical post to go oh well it's this and this because they need to see you personally <laughs> so very often Again, that's one that will self-moderate and people will go, go to the doctor, go to the hospital, get get to the hospital ASAP. Or they may not realise the um, the severity of the situation. Like you've seen mums post, you know, something, some, something that's happened to their child that afternoon and going, what, what do you reckon, should I go to the doctor? And then... You see, twenty people. You need to take them to the to the, the to the hospital right now. You know, like it's quite serious. So unless they'd had that platform to do it, they may have just gone. Oh, I think little Johnny's okay. We'll just see what happens overnight. And then there's other mums. So it's it is actually very very beneficial. So we'd never we've kind of discussed should we allow medical posts? But I think for the most part, 
they self-moderate. Mm. People will go go to a doctor, but then there's very valuable advice on those posts as well, you know. And it makes me think of the uh, the other groups that are around here where people talk about snakes and spiders and that self-moderation of, don't worry, it's just a python. Yeah. <laughs> Pick in comments, please. <laughs> we're going to go to a break now on Small Biz, and when we come back after the break, uh, we're going to talk to um, Rachel Chapel from North Shore Moms about the do's and don'ts and some really great top tips that she's got for us on on running a small business. You're listening to Triple H. This is Small Biz Matters with Alexi Boyd and guests. We'll be back after this. And welcome back to Small Biz Matters here in the studio with Triple H 100.1 FM and broadcasting all over Australia with the Community Radio Network. I'm here with Rachel Chappell from North Shore Mums who has recently, just a few days ago, been awarded the Hornsby Woman of the Year uh, by one of our illustrious politicians. And we're talking all about the do's, the don'ts, the ups, the downs of running a successful small business, which has essentially grown organically out of a niche and a need that you had yourself. Um, what would be your top three do's and don'ts or just give us some good advice that you would that you would have for business? Because I guess your business came because it was a need, it was an obvious need, you did well, you kind of fell into it. And there might be some listeners out there saying, well, you know, the niche that I'm thinking of has already been filled. What do I do? You know, what are some great tips you would have for people starting out? Well, I think... Um, Oops, I'll just turn you on. There thank you. Thank you. I think networking and getting to know people in the community or in your area is very, very important. Like I think attending any business networking events is really important to actually meet people face to face as well. Like there's so much you can do in the online space. Go, Ella. (laughs) That's my daughter singing. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We're women. We can momentarily distracted. Um, And also I think... (laughs) Ella's going to a music break. She's (laughs) she's doing a bit of Frozen for you. Um, Just, you know, setting up North Shore Mums was the first proper business I'd ever done. So, you know, I kind of probably didn't do things particularly in the right order in terms of insurance or, you know, getting an accountant system. Like I used an online system that wasn't very fantastic. So I spend a lot more time doing my books and accounting than I probably should have. Um, Whereas now, you know, I'm on QuickBooks and I've got an accountant. So that's all taken care of. Whereas there's, you know, there's so many different things to setting up a business that you don't really realise. So do your research. So I think it's do your research Mm. and... If you're not sure, you know, use a small business advisor that can actually set you up correctly from the beginning because it will save you a lot of time and heartache in the long run as well. Is that one of the things you wish you'd done? Like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, I kind of winged it, you know, so as stuff came up, I was like, oh, I, I probably should have public liability insurance, <laughs> you know, but think, you know, I was doing a few events and I, I didn't like, and, you know, it's just, I just didn't know. So, yeah. you know, you kind of need someone that you can trust or someone like a mentor that's been there before and can actually advise you as to all the little steps you need to do. Yeah. Is that frozen? It is. <laughs> Actually, I, I, anybody with a small child would obviously slightly it. older than mine. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's awesome. It. Look, I'd like to thank you very much for coming on the show today and uh, for telling us about your journey, which is absolutely fascinating because... I think it's really quite unique, you know. You solved your own problem by creating this mm. fantastic local business yeah. and you're proud of where you are. I mean, you're, you're, you, you really stuck to your guns with being a local business and hiring locally and committing with that community yeah. spirit. Do you think that's really crucial? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you, you've got to um, be in touch with the community and 
you know, everything that's on our website is is from our experience or from the experience of the members of our group. We'll see content come up or posts that are like, oh yeah, we should do we should do an article about that or we should cover that somehow because it's obviously really important. So just being in touch and Facebook gives us that way of you know keeping in touch with what's important, not just in our lives but in everyone else's lives. Indeed. Well, I think we've got our uh, we've got our wrap up signal. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. I just love the extracurricular activity we've got happening on the sideline. Um, now, how can people find out more information about North Shore Mums if they're looking to advertise with you, or just simply, you know, you've just moved into the area and yeah. you didn't know about yeah. this amazing resource? How can yeah. people find well, out? Well, our website is northshoremums.com.au, so you can everything's there. Um, Also our Facebook group, if you just go to Facebook and search North Shore Mums in groups, it'll come up. Or we've also got a Facebook page as well. So um, there's lots of different ways on Instagram. So just search North Shore Mums and it will be at the top of the list. You'll see it, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you once again for coming on the program. If you've missed any of today's show, you can catch up via the smallbizmatters.com.au website, where we have over 120 fantastic small business education podcasts with everything from legal to admin to bookkeeping to uh, you know, back-end e-commerce, anything you can think of. And if you are an expert in your field and you would like to come on our program and share some of your expertise with our listeners, get in touch with us at smallbizmatters.com.au. Follow us on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. That's just one thing too far. <laughs> um, but do get in touch because we'd love to hear from you. And, of course, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter. Thank you again for coming on the show, Rachel. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Alexi. Now it's we're going to <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a couple of weeks off here on Small Biz Matters. We'll be back after the new year with a huge list of guests um, coming on to talk about lots of different things. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Matters. Have a merry Christmas, everyone, and we'll see you next year.